Well, hey there, homies. This is Sarah. And this is Ashley. And this is Hometown Homicide. for Coco over here. Oh my god, that's too funny. I'm gonna have to leave that in. <laughs> and Coco's like, what did I do? Right? She's like, god, you guys are being loud. What the fuck? She's been naughty. She has been naughty. Because I'm moving, so I have boxes stacked up so she thinks she can get on the fireplace mantle where my TV is. And get behind the TV. She's like, what is all this extra space up here? Space you're not allowed in. It's a lovely day. It's beautiful. It's supposed to storm like fuck later. Really? Yeah. yeah. I need to get my boxes out of my car in it. Mm-hmm. In it. In, 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 inside. In, 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 in. Packed. I need to do some decluttering. Yeah. The fun parts of moving, but it's finally happening. <laughs> so yay. Stressful. Also, uh, I do have to be out of my place on June 30th. <laughs> I may not be able to get into my new place until July 9th at the latest. <laughs> That's eight days of being homeless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've never been homeless before. So I'm a, and I do work from home. So I don't know how this is going to work with two cats, by the way. <laughs> I'm stressed. <clears throat> Excuse me. Which, oh, yeah. So like you mentioned since you will be moving and stuff, it's going to be hard for you to do an episode or two or, you know, whatever. I don't know how we're going to handle that because I didn't, we didn't talk about that in advance. We uh, might have yeah. to space out a week or two or something and. Yeah. Or if someone wants to send us a story and I can read it. I mean, I, I can take a couple hours to record. I just can't take, you know, yeah. how long it hours, takes us to, and hours, hours to, to yeah, research. I just, I don't have time. I can always try to do like a another bizarre news in substitute for one year ones or whatever, and then because that doesn't finding them isn't that difficult yeah. to you know you whatever. I don't have Florida. to put a story together. I just have to find the little just say bizarre weird. news Florida, and you're gonna have. I mean, we would have hours of content. I know, but I like to stick to the middle one. I know. But again, at least we're sticking to the America because, you know, that's that's our jam. That's what know. we're known for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Specifically. But yeah, so we'll try to still do something each week, but it might not be full in-depth Now, case, next week, you know, whatever, whatever. This table won't be here to put our microphones on and, oh. and the array of food we have laid out because this is going... Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm purging a lot. We'll figure it out. Yeah, sorry. Just wanted to remind you, we still have the review contest going on until July 1st. Might extend that just a little bit, just because June 30th is when I'll become homeless. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know when I'll be able to get a chance to announce that, because I will 
be a little preoccupied. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we might extend the contest, but I did want to say thank you to Kathy H95 for your review. Um, love it. And then we also had Andy who left us a review on Facebook. Doing a solid for us, Andy. Thank you. So you both got entries into the contest. So thank you for that. I'm keeping track of every single one that we get. Yeah, and don't forget about your bonus entries you can get by doing reviews or ratings and then like send us a picture or whatever to prove it because you can't really prove it on Spotify. Spotify, you can't see who left a review. So if you just take a screenshot of the stars filled in, um, I can get your bonus uh, bonus entry and then also Good Pods. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Listen on Good Pods. You can leave a review for you get only one and bonus entry, but leave as many reviews as you want to. Because you can do it per episode. Just, you know, a reminder. And if you are new to listening, if you leave a review on Facebook, must be following us. Uh, five stars, you, well, I guess it's not five stars. On re- Facebook, you just have to say that you recommend us. You get entered into our contest to win some merch. And then if you leave a review on Apple, Spotify, and or Good Pods, you can get up to three bonus entries. So a total of four entries to win. But we do have Heather, um, uh, Marsha, and Samantha all have two entries in so far. Mm, okay, so, okay. And then there's some other ones that have one entry, but yeah, they're mm-hmm. the only ones that have two entries. Mm-hmm. Amber Heard and Johnny Depper. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I she, she did a really bad job. She made herself to look like a liar. I don't. She is. But on Twitter, she put a response like, this goes against the Me Too. No, sweetie, you lying <laughs> goes against Me Too. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly he was the one that was abused. Mm-hmm. You recorded stuff to make him look bad when all it did was make you look bad. Yeah. She ruined it for herself, which, good. I'm glad the liar got called out. Right. Liars should be called out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm really happy for Johnny Depp actually had a very vivid dream about him the other night and i was like that was weird like we knew each other so maybe that was me manifesting that we are gonna know each other maybe maybe he listens to true crime and is falling in love with us (laughs) not in like a love love way but like oh my god these girls are so fun (laughs) wouldn't that be the dream oh my god these girls are so fun They're the reason the rum is always gone. <laughs> uh, in local, well, local Iowa news, the three dead in shooting outside of Cornerstone Church in Ames. Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah. And he knew it was a targeted one. Doesn't make it better, but right. it wasn't a random. The public wasn't in danger. Quote, quote. Because he took his own life. Well, but also since it was targeted, like the one down here at Taboo or whatever, like the right said that it was a targeted situation. So the, the mass shootings and the gun violence is just out of control right now. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, sorry, not my story yet, but Happy Pride Month. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm just like we should change our logo. Yeah, I could do that. I could do a rainbowy one for the month a double hh with rainbows and then underneath hometown homicide yes we're all accepting here of the 100%. entire alphabet mafia mafia yes the alphabet mafia pride cedar rapids pride isn't until next month like the celebration 
but I'm going to take the day off. I already told Michelle, Michelle, don't forget, I need that Saturday off <laughs> in July, July 9th. Pride stuff down at Nubo. See, I don't tell my boss to listen. I need to get out of that company for sure. Let's see, I love Michelle, so I'm glad she listens. And then I got her to start listening to Morbid, so. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yes, happy Pride Month. Be yourself. Fuck anybody else. Who cares? Fuck them. Be happy. That's what matters. Yes. All right. Now, without further ado, we can get into... Drum roll, please. Coco's like, uh, excuse me. (laughs) Why were you like that? I'm trying to sleep. (laughs) So, this case... I don't have, like, graphic details or anything like that, but trigger warnings up front, it does talk about rape. So, if you can't handle that, then this is your warning to just skip the rest of the episode or skip towards the end and have a good day or, you know, whatever. It doesn't talk about it all throughout, but some people are affected differently. For sure. I mean... On April 24th, 1995, a woman's life was forever changed by a sorry excuse for a human being named Leander Clay Jr. Leander abducted, raped, and sodomized a woman for hours forced her from his car, but luckily left her alive and plenty capable of helping put him behind bars for life. And while he is obviously a monster, this happened also in part due to, surprise, surprise, the system failing. You look confused. I'm, oh, you're just I'm, missing. I'm okay. soaking this You're not confused. You just seemed very concerned. I was like, did you have a question? What did I do? Um, the name of the survivor of... Leander's attack was not mentioned in any of the articles as to protect her identity, but I did decide I'm going to call her Alice instead of referring to her as the woman or the victim, as she is more important than her attacker, and she should at least be heard about by, like, a name instead of just a general noun. In Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Alice, who is a 42-year-old mother of two, stopped at a 7-Eleven at about midnight to use the payphone, because 1995. Mm-hmm. Leander Clay Jr., 37 years old, had previously parked at the gas station and was just waiting for someone he chose as his prey. Jeez. He grabbed Sick. Alice, right? He grabbed Alice by the neck from behind as she was returning to her car after making her telephone call and dragged her to his vehicle. She put up a fight, as Alice is definitely a bad bitch. But Leander beat her and punched her in the head, subduing Alice enough to get her secured in his car before taking off with her. I never saw it mentioned, like, the location that he drove to, but for two hours, Leander assaulted Alice. He raped and sodomized her and also beat her and threatened her... Derp. Hey, derp. Threatened to kill her when she tried to look at him. Alice quit struggling to save her own life, and she also focused on something else. She memorized what the interior of his car looked like and even managed to snag a cassette tape from the inside of the car in hopes of having evidence later of her attacker. When Leander was done satisfying his despicable and vicious cravings, he drove back in the direction of the 7-Eleven, forcing Alice from his car just blocks away, like three blocks. I looked it up on the Google Maps. I almost said MapQuest because I had a stroke. Um... (laughs) Like, literally three blocks away, uh, where she then ran back to the gas station, which also, luckily enough, 
police were already on scene because she had left her car running when she stopped to make the phone call. So the last two hours, this car has been sitting there running. And I'm surprised no one stole it. You know, I mean, someone maybe noticed it right away. Because you don't leave your car running here yeah. for five minutes and leave it unattended right. without somebody snatching it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or at least ransacking the inside. Alice was taken to McKinnon Hospital to be treated. Her son picked her car up from the gas station and then went to the hospital to check on his mother. Because of the hits that she had taken to the face, one of her eyes was swollen shut, which actually trapped her contact in for three days until the swelling went down. Her other contact had popped out from another hit to her head. Alice required stitches for other injuries and was covered in bruises. But like I said, Alice is a bad bitch. And she gave a description of her attacker's vehicle. I'm sure she gave it to police, but also to her son, who then went cruising the loop in search of his mother's attacker. Which, side note, there's literally an article I found that said he, quote, drove around the loop with a capital L. And it made me laugh because, I don't know about Anamosa, but Monticello, we cruised, we had a loop that we cruised. Mm-hmm. So did we. And I was just like, cruise the loop? Like, what? That's that's silly. Mm, did that all the time. Back, you know, wasting gas for no good reason. But it wasn't $4 a gallon. Oh, right. It was like $1.15 or something. Or less. Yes. The best was sitting in the back of, like, one of the guys' pickup trucks in the bed as we were cruising. And, of course, if you loitered too long in the bank parking lot or Happy Joe's, the cops would come in and be like, you guys can't sit here. It's like, oh, guys. And then we drove around some more. But we could always loiter in the school parking lot. I don't know what that was about. Anyway, as Alice's son was on his mission, he did see a vehicle matching the description his mother gave him, and he wrote down the license plate number and gave it to police. And wouldn't you know it, that car belonged to Leander Clay Jr. I just don't like his name. I, yeah. Like, even his name is just... Ew. (laughs) When police talked to Leander's live-in girlfriend... Hmm. She said that they had an argument earlier that night, and then he left the home, returning hours later at around 3 a.m., which tracks because he abducted Alice at a little past midnight for two hours, and then whatever, and then went home. She also said that the cassette tape that Alice had snagged indeed at least matched one of the ones that would have been in the car. On top of all this... So it should have fingerprints then, Correct. 1995, they should be able to figure out. Probably, but it wasn't ever mentioned. On top of all this, there was blood that didn't belong to Leander on his clothes and on the inside of the car. In 1995, DNA testing wasn't what it is now, but authorities were able to determine that Alice's blood shared traits with only 0.37% of the human race. So statistically, it looked incredibly likely to be hers. Leander's alibi for the time of Alice's attack. Do you have a guess what his alibi was? Well, he's a shitty person, so... Uh, he claimed he was making a drug deal. Okay. I, I wasn't gonna... <laughs> I didn't even think to go that far. I mean, what idiot... What the fuck? Yeah, but, you know, he was making a drug deal, so clearly he couldn't have been the one that assaulted her. Um, it took the jury less than three hours of deliberation to conclude that Leander Clay Jr. was guilty of kidnapping, rape, robbery, and aggravated assault 
on September 29th of 1995. He later was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole the day after Christmas of the same year. That's what you get for being on Santa's naughty list, asshole. (laughs) You should get more than that. The judge that presided over the case, Judge William Serska Jr., said that Leander's sentencing, or whoa, oh, said at Leander's sentencing, quote, I believe, along with the jury, that you did it. This case, I believe, is a woman's worst nightmare. Deputy State's Attorney Jim Eosti sought life without parole on each count for Leander because of the violence used and his criminal background. Eosti also said that he believed Leander had done this before or at very least contemplated the scenario before due to the methods he used and the boldness with which he executed them. Question. So, yes. Since Alice survived, mm-hmm. wouldn't she be able to ID him and from a lineup and also, like, because that's going to be, okay, well, we know we have the right person, and also testify, or did she not? She did testify. She wasn't, because anytime she was trying to look at him is when he was hitting her and threatening to kill her and stuff, so that's why, she, well, and then... But she still saw him. She was unable to verify by his face who it was but the inside of the car her blood on his clothes on yeah. and then the inside of the car and um like a set tape and stuff there was a thing i saw in one of the articles that she didn't identify him and then she said i guess when i you know like saw him not in a panic not you know whatever she's like i guess i thought he looked too fat to be the, the guy that attacked her <laughs> i mean not funny but not not funny right leander insisted that he was innocent a wrongly identified man that happened to have the same color of car as alice's attacker a quote from the convicted felon himself to this date i'm still innocent i myself feel raped robbed assaulted and kidnapped of being able to watch my children graduate from high school yuck you fucking asshole He also wanted and was granted a new public defender as he claimed that the original one assigned and used for trial conspired with police officials to plant evidence and frame him. Hmm. Of course they did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was later also convicted as being a habitual offender, fitting criteria as he clearly had at least three prior felony convictions, including two crimes of violence. I was curious what defined who was a habitual offender, you know, like what... A habitual offender, repeat offender, or career criminal is a person convicted of a crime who was previously convicted of crimes. Various state and jurisdictions may have laws targeting habitual offenders and specifically providing for enhanced or exemplary punishments or other sanctions. They are designed to counter criminal recidivism by physical incapacitation via imprisonment. Basically, they're gonna fucking keep doing the same shit over and over again usually the sentence is greatly enhanced in some circumstances it may be substantially more than the maximum sentence for the crime so a lot of times rape doesn't get or you know burglary kidnapping whatever might not get life but since he was the habitual shitbag they made sure that he did get life mm-hmm. as for leander's criminal history he was a six-time convicted felon 
Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But he didn't do it. Right. No, yes, he was framed. Just matched everything. Okay. <laughs> Prior felony convictions. May 12th, 1978. Second degree burglary, Kansas City, Missouri. October 20th, 1980. Theft, Kansas City. Just says Kansas City. I don't know which one. <laughs> December 17th, 1982. Robbery, Topeka, Kansas. January 7th, 1983. Robbery, theft, and perjury in Lansing, Kansas. May 1st, 1987, burglary and stealing in Jefferson City, Missouri. And then July 29th, 1991, conspiracy to commit robbery in Olathe, Kansas. I mean, I know this crime doesn't match up with the other ones he's been convicted of, but like... That's just the convictions. You still have that mentality that you can do whatever you want. Mm Mm-hmm. There one article I read said Clay's prison record in Kansas shows a man who used every chance at freedom to commit more crimes. He was only 20 years old for the first felony conviction uh, for burglary in Kansas City, Missouri. The second conviction, he was sentenced to prison for three to ten years. Thanks, Train. He made parole and then returned to prison seven months later for robbery. After the burglary and theft in may of 1987 in jeff city he was sent back to kansas or sent back to the kansas prison in 89 for violating the conditions of his release so in september 1992 he was paroled to missouri from kansas i don't know it's like a banishment i feel like hey you're still on parole but we don't want you in this fucking state anymore so they sent him to missouri and that was the result of his like last conviction before the attack on alice when he fled the state of Missouri in April of 1993, Kansas issued a warrant for his arrest. So the worst part of all this, Leander should have already been in custody when he attacked Alice. Mm. Kansas officials had been on the hunt for Leander as he had fled while on probation. Just six weeks before his attack on Alice, Sioux Falls police had stopped him for a traffic violation in December of 1994. When authorities ran his information, they discovered he was a fugitive from justice. So he was arrested and taken into custody. There was an arraignment on December 19th, 1994, where his bail was set to a mere $1,000, which was easily posted. Uh, They set it so low um, because South Dakota officials didn't have his entire rap sheet and subsequently had no knowledge of what level and frequency he enjoyed breaking the law. From the time Leander was charged as a fugitive, the Kansas Corrections Department had 90 days to send extradition papers for his return to the state of Kansas. The paperwork in question was never provided to the South Dakota Attorney General's office. There were multiple hearings set to deal with the extradition, but the proper offices in South Dakota just kept waiting and waiting for the paperwork to show up from Kansas officials. Bill Miskell, a spokesman for the Kansas Corrections Department, was quoted as saying, We wanted him back. You clearly didn't want him fucking that bad. (laughs) In fact, a spokeswoman for the Kansas governor's office named Sandra Moran stated that the governor did not receive the requisition forms until almost two months after the 90-day window had expired. Bill Miskell claimed that it was, quote, a delay in the paperwork process, end quote. I wouldn't characterize it as a screw-up. Well, what would you call it then? Right. You had 90 days to get your shit together. Also, I was going to add, Mm. I heard, it was a crime junkie, Mm. 
they were doing one episode a while ago about the three strike rule. Mm-hmm. I think it's in California. I could mm-hmm. be wrong. Yeah. Um, but where it's like one felony, one strike. Second felony, three, two strikes. <laughs> That's not how numbers work. Wow, that was a And then your final one, like, you get... Life. Life. Yes. Like, there's Which is no... kind of the same as the habitual offender thing. But, like, it didn't really... So, like, one person got charged a felony for stealing a piece of pizza. Mm-hmm. And what, got sentenced to life in prison for that. Like, that... Right. There... You know, it's hard because like you would think guy, it would be a black and white situation, but it's not. That always. that's kind of a barely gray stealing a piece of pizza, right? I mean, you would think that there would be requirements, but like if it's a violent or you know offense, right. uh, yeah, three strike rule. It's like this guy should. I mean, he had more than three strikes at this point. Yeah, and I don't have the details on exactly what went on for his other felonies but and you know something like this extreme you know he's done this before and got away with it like the guy said or if he hasn't he's at least thought about it a lot because unfortunately most people don't come forward Mm -hmm. so at the end of those 90 days since they failed on all the paperwork stuff leander was free to scour the sioux falls area for ideas and inspiration for his next crime Unfortunately, Alice became his muse for that seventh felony. I did read that he appealed his conviction, but it didn't do him any good. Leander Clay Jr. remained rotting in prison until 2013. With the insistence that he was wrongfully convicted, a nonprofit organization based in New York called the Innocence Project filed a motion on his behalf. The motion requested new DNA testing to be done as science and technology had advanced dramatically over those 18 years. Leander signed an affidavit petitioning the court for this new testing and professing his innocence once again. It wasn't until the next year, 2014, when the tests were completed. Of those much more advanced and detailed results, Minnehaha, I think I'm saying that right, County State's Attorney Aaron McGowan was quoted as saying, we did confirm that the victim's blood was on the defendant's shorts. So his insistence on doing this DNA test sealed his fucking fate. Yep. Perfect. Yeah, the testing that he so desperately wanted and requested literally secured his fate for the remainder of his days. Leander Clay Jr. remains incarcerated at the South Dakota State Penitentiary as we speak. Hey, I didn't struggle to say penitentiary that time. (laughs) (laughs) So why would he want... And fight so hard to have that tested when he knew for sure, I don't like for know. a fucking fact, that that was going to be her blood. I don't know, unless it was just to stick it to everybody and waste their time, or if he didn't believe in DNA and what, and, stuff. And this is the type of person, like the innocence, like the innocence project, like they should actually focus on actual innocent people, right? Like, and I know it's hard. Took to their say, time and resources just from they someone say else. They're innocent doesn't mean they are, but a lot of times, like there is no evidence. To show that they're guilty. Mm-hmm. Zero. Mm-hmm. Wrong place, wrong time type of thing. You know? Mm-hmm. But, like, they took their time on this guy. Like, mm-hmm. six felonies. Like, come on, guys. Like, are you actually going to believe him? Mm-hmm. And then you And I do mean, the maybe test. it was because there hadn't been any other, like, assaults, rapes, things like that. Angry. It does definitely suck. But at least they proved that it mm-hmm. for sure was him. And so then no one had to worry about it anymore. It's like, oh, well. 
have fun. Um, as far as Alice goes, I hope she's thriving out there somewhere and remembering what a strong, beautiful, smart, bad bitch she is, and that by her actions, she most likely saved future women from being future targets for that man. Well, I'm glad she made it out of that okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll never be okay after that, but... It could have gone a lot worse. So. Yes. Yeah, not a victim. She's a survivor. So, What the fuck, computer? I didn't talk to you. Stop it! What is it doing? It's got a... I didn't say Cortana. Yeah, I didn't even say it. There's. It's supposed to be like a trigger word, kind of like A-L-E-X-A or, you know, or whatever. Siri. Yeah. And motherfuckers sometimes thinks I say it. I'm like, I didn't fucking say anything. Don't... I'm not asking you a question. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's not a victim. She's a survivor, so... Hope she's doing well. Well, I hope he sharing. gets some of the same treatment that he put out in the world while he's behind Karma bars. usually makes that happen yeah. to shit bags like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty positive, if my math is correct, that this checked off the last Midwest state. We hadn't done a South Dakota one yet. We had not. Murder in My Not was North Dakota. So. Which recently became solved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you find anything else out about that? Like what? I haven't seen any updates. DNA or or not DNA, but like what evidence like they had to finally like arrest her after so long? Mm-mm. No, I haven't seen any posts. I mean, I haven't searched it out either, but I hadn't seen any posts from the Facebook group or or anything like that. Because they ha- had to have had something. I know we talked about it before, but. Mm-hmm. Anyways, if there's anything you guys want to hear, I know we did get an email um, yes, from which one of we our read. listeners. We just haven't responded yet. Um, don't oh, worry. That's true. We didn't respond. We both just read it. I read it very early in the morning, right before work. So we'll reread it again and mm-hmm. then like uh, reach out if we have any questions. But yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for the reviews. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, rate us, like us, love us, share us, comment. Follow us on the media's Hometown Homicide Podcast. Ope Murder on Twitter. Anything else? Probably not. Not that I can think of. Uh, like Ashley had a friendly reminder at the beginning. Don't lick your privates. <laughs> the cat is sleeping now. So luckily she didn't cause a ruckus the rest of the time. She did not. She was good. <laughs> Remember, we want to tell stories to you and not about you. So stay safe. And this was Hometown Homicide.